I'm Jewel Banville, and this is Last Best Stories, number five for our podcast if you're playing at home. The chunky story I've got queued up for you today, it's about seven minutes long, and I think it's the reason I started this project in the first place. I love this story in an unholy way. I mean, I crush so hard on these ladies you're about to meet. That's a Mikey and Hannah thing. We slowly win people over until they are really in love with us. It's true. Mikey and Hannah are in a band called Needlecraft. And for a while... For a while, Needlecraft was, like, a big band. I guess it's hard to say, too, because like, it's big in some circles, you know? Needlecraft was, like, the coolest band to some people, but... That's Ruth. Ruth Eddie. Rutho. She's a radio reporter in Ketchikan now at KRBD, Community Radio for Southern Southeast Alaska great little station. Ruth produced this story two years ago at the University of Montana, where she was the most unforgettable student I've ever taught. And to me, somebody old who's not following Needlecraft around to midnight shows and basements, her story reminds me of my favorite movies. You know, the kind that are like nuanced but epic romances between people you like but are kind of flawed, but with funnies and good tunes. So you listen, you decide, and then I'm going to lay the twist on you because something happened to this band. Bet you can't guess what it is. When Hannah and I first met, she really weirded me out (laughs) because she was like a super fan of my old band, Fagreg. Yes, I was a Fagreg super fan. (laughs) I'd like kind of talked to her a few times. We went to the same parties, but... I was afraid of her. I figured Mikey didn't really want to be my friend very much because I was dating her ex-boyfriend. He just said that he didn't love me anymore and that he was leaving me and then moved out when he started dating Hannah, like, weeks later. And we'd been dating and living together for three years. That was awkward when she asked me to start the band. I'd heard Mikey wanted to start a band like the band I wanted to start, and I was like, well, like, why wouldn't we start that band together? Because we have matching glasses. Well, she approached me on the street and um, had this list of reasons written out why we should start a band together Number one, and followed me down the street reading this list of reasons. I have always admired your songwriting and musicianship and I feel like there's a lot I could learn from you too. Plus I'd have a bunch of songs, lyrical themes in my head also a zillion small pieces of paper waiting to materialize into radness. Three, garage pop forever. I think we have a very similar sound in mind for a future band. As she was following me and reading me this list, she goes, I'm, a, I'm making you a mixtape. I'm making you a mixtape. So I made her a tape and was like, this is what it could sound like. Here's a picture of the tape. It's called Let's Start a Band. It worked. I said yes. She was persuaded. Hi, we're Needlecraft, and here are some of our dating tips and tricks. It's really hard for us not to be ourselves more than anything. <laughs> I feel like Needlecraft is actually <laughs> a really accurate uh, representation of us, even if um, we kind of play it off like it's a joke. It's weird that our relationship works because we're both alpha females. Um, 
but I think that's also kind of why it works. We both feel comfortable supporting each other and pushing each other um, and also calling each other out. <laughs> She's so stubborn, um, but it like is really good in a lot of ways. She knows what she wants um, and like doesn't really compromise for anything, and that's cool. I feel kind of like we have a very sisterly relationship. Um, I'm pretty sure if I needed Mikey for anything, I could ask her and she would drop whatever she's doing and do it for me, you know, and like vice versa. She has really good hair. She has great hair. What? We have good hair. love our band a lot. We both have matching tattoos. Hannah's the only person that I have a matching band tattoo with. It's the art from the back of our album. Two balls of yarn speared by a switchblade and crossed with a crochet hook. I got the knitting needle and the switchblade because I knit and she crochets. With a lovely yarn border. We got commemorative tattoos and a van. <laughs> Her mom just passed away in February and um, she got an insurance settlement. Um, She felt like it was important for us to use part of that money to help our band. So we, Mikey, when I went band shopping. Uh, it was definitely good cop, bad cop. She was like, I love this van. This van is awesome. These seats recline. I'm falling asleep right now. I just like to sleep in cars. That's what I care about. And I'd be like, has this vehicle been in any accidents? <laughs> Initially, she wanted to just buy the van, have it be mine, have it be totally in my name. And Really, I felt more comfortable with both of our names being on it. I didn't know we could put both our names on it. I'm going to offer you 4500 and they're like, well, we can't do that for this. And then he gave us another number and Mikey gave him another number. And then we settled on a number in between. But there was like silences and like staring. I mean, I've bought several vehicles and been through this before when we first got in our van like um together and we turned on the radio and it was playing needlecraft we were like oh my god this is our song this is our van the dmv lady was in a really bad mood. She was having a bad day. We sat down at her little desk and um, we're like, hi, we're so excited. We just bought a new van. We have a band. And she was like, ha, 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 ha. Needlecraft, when you remove all the vowels from it, is seven letters long. Perfect length for a oh vanity my God, plate. Let's get vanity plates. Vanity plates are awesome. Let's get vanity plates. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the DMV lady got into it. We came in and we charmed her. It's 
what we do. We're really good at that. Hannah and I have this effect on people. That's a Mikey and Hannah thing. We slowly win people over until they are really in love with us. I don't know if there's anything that would really happen that we couldn't work out. I think that we're working from a strong foundation, like a very weird situation that grew into a friendship. This relationship lasted way longer than that, than the relationship with that stupid guy. So, just saying. So as I said, this story wrapped two years ago. And, you know, we need an update, right? So I called up Ruth Eddy. Hello. Who, as I mentioned, produced the story while she was a student at the University of Montana, where I teach. It sounds okay. So Ruth and I did do some crucial catching up about her life on an Alaskan island. I found out, for example, it's hard to get a dentist there. But first I want to talk about uh, Hannah and Mikey, because it's been a while since we, since we checked in on them. Yeah. Um, well, I listened to it, and to me, the reason I was like, okay, why do I like this story so much? Because it's just a story about these two ladies in a band. But it's sort of like this epic love story, right? I think so. I think so. I think bands are like relationships. I think a lot of people who don't play music or just like see bands perform, you know, don't understand like what it's like maybe to be in a band. I mean, they got matching tattoos, Ruth, and then they yeah. put their names on the van together, on the title, you know? I think I mean, people were, like, for a while, definitely people were associating them together, like you do with a couple, where it's like, oh, Mikey and Hannah are going to be there. You know, like, their names just run together. And so that's, you know, that's where we left them. That's where, and so what? So what's happened since then? Okay, I'm trying to get the timeline straight in my head, but they ended up producing another record, you know, like a vinyl record, and the cover folded out in a way that it created this beach scene. It was very cool. And they had a tour that ran probably down the West Coast, California area, not sure exactly where. And I think it was on that tour that... They had some major problems. I'm going to stop Ruth right there. Because she shared with me a Facebook message Hannah wrote to her where she said, she being Hannah, that she was going to make a comic zine about the backstory to Needlecraft and that it would probably gloss over the massive fight they had. Because including that would, you know, antagonize their misogynistic haters. Is that just Hannah being somewhat dramatic? Yeah, but I guess I'm not sure if I would know even how. I don't know if it would be as dramatic to me or you because... Because we're not in the band and in the van with these two. Yeah, because we didn't hear what Hannah said the day before and the tone that that dude took and the blah, 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 blah. Were you surprised at all that this had happened? I was not surprised because they started making music and were being like very successful with it you know relatively to Missoula and still in the Pacific Northwest even and so I think that I don't know this sounds so cheesy because it's like a small band but it's like the fame was too much for them but but that's what happened the band was not forever the tattoos I assume are 
Thanks to Ruth Eddy, who indulges me from time to time. You're still my favorite, Ruth, though. In fact, I think this episode should just be all Ruth all the time. Here's another gem she produced about the five-second rule. You know the one. The five-second rule? Um, do I have to explain it in five seconds? One, two, three, four, five. It must have something to do with um, how long you're supposed to swish around those high-energy drinks before you swallow them down. It's how long you can drop something on the floor before you have to eat, before the bacteria can get on it. No, I don't follow the five-second rule. I, I, I can go way longer. Sometimes ten seconds. Actually, if the floor is really, really clean, a minute, two minutes. I'm a practitioner of the 30-second and rinse it under the sink rule. The most recent ground food that I have eaten, that would probably be... A bite of pancake <laughs> that I dropped oh, yeah. Yeah, last night. I had breakfast for dinner. A carrot. The banana my daughter dropped on the hotel room floor. Cheerios. A cracker. Got it before my dog did. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday I dropped an antacid on the floor. And in fact, I did the five-second rule. I counted to five. But I know better. Most people don't think about bacteria. I think about it all the time. Uh, my name is Dr. Michael Minnick, and I am a professor of microbiology. Within touching the floor, you've probably touched 100,000 bacteria or more. Nothing, nothing's ever going to grow on a potato chip or a cracker. It's just too dry. So if you drop that non-hospitable medium on the floor and picked it up within five seconds, you're okay. If you are talking about something in the moisture, be like a little magnet because it's wet. Glue grabs onto the banana banana and then you pop that in your mouth forget it i ate it well i think in general we shouldn't be wasting our food so whatever we can do to not waste food is is a friend of mine a little bit of germs is good for you builds, builds immunities and the like we're just so freaked out in this country about germs and the chemicals that we use to kill germs are far worse for us than the germs uh, you know you can't get away from bacteria so even if it's not on the floor you got bacteria in your coffee cup, you got them all over your skin. You, you can't get away from it, so don't worry about it. Just eat, wash your hands, and be happy. You've been listening to Episode 5 of Last Best Stories. Our thanks this time around, obviously, to Ruth Eddy, who is and will always be my hero. Check out our other episodes and find out more than you probably need to know at our website, lastbeststories.org. Also, big news, we're having a party and you're invited. On Thursday, November 5th, I'm organizing the first Missoula Podcast Festival. It'll be kind of like a film fest for your ears. And it's at the Roxy Theater in Missoula. If you haven't been there or you haven't been in a while, you gotta go. It's this great old theater, totally restored with love. Now it's a nonprofit and running arty movies and giving a home to things like, oh, I don't know, a podcast festival. So come, November 5th. Advanced tickets for sale at the Roxy Theater, that's E-R, not R-E, dot org. I'm Jewel Banville. Thanks for listening. See you soon. 